Growth and maturity is mandatory. It's supposed to happen in every aspect of our lives, and if it doesn't, especially in the church, if we do not grow, then we remain stagnant, constantly sitting in the pews, as long as we are part of or members of a church, and we were never meant to be members of a church that do nothing more than sit in the pews year after year after year without getting up and applying what, we, what we've been taught, what we learn into various aspects of our lives and in various levels of the church. And in the book of Hebrews, chapter 5, verses 12 to 14, it says that for when the time you ought to be teachers, unfortunately you have need for someone to teach you again the very first principles of God, the very foundation of what faith is all about. It says, because you don't use what you have learned, you have become such as one who still has need of milk and not of strong meat. It even goes on to say that everyone who uses milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, and the Bible calls them a babe. And verse 14 says, But strong meat is for those who are of full age, and even those who, by reason of use, have their senses exercised to discern good and evil. And verse 14 sums it up by saying, Therefore, leaving the principles, which means the very foundation of the principles of the doctrine of Christ, and go on to perfection in whatever areas of life that may be, so that we don't have to lay again the foundation of learning what faith is week after week, and learning what repentance is week after week, and, and learning what laying hands on people means week after week, and learning what baptism is week after week, and learning what the resurrection of the dead is week after week, and what eternal judgment is week after week after week. And verse 14 ends by saying, and this we will do if God permits. As Christians, we are supposed to grow and mature into people who are useful to God in the church and in the ministry and in our homes and in our communities and in our neighborhoods and in our cities and in our state and in our regions. So I'll be right back as I prepare to go into part two of this message on growth and maturity because today's message is probably the most important one out of the hundred or so that I've taught. This is the most important one for you to get hold on to and apply to your everyday life because you were never meant to continue going to church week after week, hearing the same sermons regurgitated year after year after year, hearing the same doctrine week after week after week while you just sit there in the pews and ingest it week after week. You are supposed to grow and go. You're supposed to learn what you know and use it. You're supposed to grow and mature. You cannot start in kindergarten and stay there forever. You cannot start in junior high and stay there forever. You cannot end up in senior high and stay there forever. You are supposed to grow and mature level after level after level in the church and in the ministry. And I'm going to show you how 
I'll be right back. Pastor Keith is the author of numerous books that contain many of his testimonies and life lessons. His titles include Success After Setback, Church on Sunday, Nothing on Monday, Transform Your Schedule, Transform Your Life, Tips for Joining a God Church, and many others. You can find Pastor Keith's books on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Bookwire.com, and at Lessons for Life Books. Com. Greetings, I'm Pastor Keith, and welcome to another episode of A Pastor's Passion. This is part two on the series of growth and maturity in life, in the church, and in the ministry. Today I'm going to talk to you about how you can grow and how you're supposed to grow through the different levels within the church in order to be properly prepared to walk into the calling on your life and in the ministry. Babies, as they grow, eventually must start eating solid food. They cannot continue to drink just milk or they will eventually become malnourished. And if you are walking around malnourished, you will eventually begin to look like skin and bones. And you cannot give a person whose bones are showing through their skin meat because it will be too strong for them to handle. The same is true in the church. As Christians, we cannot just continue to drink milk from the Word or we will become malnourished. And if you're coming to church week after week malnourished, you will keep coming back week after week just to get some more milk because meat is too strong for you to handle. To understand what I mean about growth and maturity in your life, in your walk, in the church and in the ministry, let me give you a look, just a brief glimpse, at my own growth and maturity. Growth and maturity in my own life has brought me from living in the Inglewood community on the south side of Chicago where gangs, guns, drugs, and jail were all a part of everyday life. Many of my friends and people that I grew up with did not make it out. They lost their lives there. And there are many people that I know and that I grew up with who are still there doing the exact same thing 30 years after I left. 30 years after God reached down and pulled me out of there to separate me from the things that they were doing and are still doing in that community. The Inglewood community on the south side of Chicago is known for some of the most notorious gangs in the city, and I used to be a part of that. That's where my growth and maturity comes in. Inglewood community is known for most of the killings that you hear on the news yet today. The same was true back then, and that's where my growth and maturity comes in. My life, which I believe God purposed for such a time as this, 
grew and matured me to today, 2015, where you see me still alive, married 30 years, raised two daughters who are now adults, and they have blessed us with four grandkids. Growth and maturity has brought me from the mean streets of Chicago to today, where within the past 15 years I've designed and built a high school, been a news reporter, written software for many companies, authored and published numerous books, opened my own bookstore cafe, including me now producing a feature film as well as a television pilot, and I'm sitting here before you coming from the mean streets of Chicago back then to today preaching the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Growth and maturity brought me from where I used to be to where God wants me to be. And growth and maturity brought me from being reared in a Catholic church, moving from there to a Lutheran church, from there to a Methodist church, from there to serving in a Baptist church under my pastor for 10 of the 12 years that my family and I were there. Growth and maturity prepared me and positioned me to serve in numerous capacities within that church, including as deacon chairperson for many years where I was the youngest person there on the ministry and all of the other elders were under my leadership. I was a choir director, worship leader, singer in the male chorus, as well as doing every other job under the sun and under the banner of the church that could possibly have needed to be done. Growth and maturity is ushering me step by single step into the ministry that God has called me into, trained me for, educated me through, and gifted and anointed me to oversee. Growth and maturity has blessed me to be able to have sold books all over the world to people on other continents, in many countries, and in various aspects of the church and in the ministry. Growth and maturity has brought me from running from God for 17 years to surrendering my life to God through His Son, our Lord and Savior Jesus the Christ. And now I have an understanding that being saved means much more than just receiving salvation. Growth and maturity brought me from running from God for those 17 years to being trained under the wings of a great pastor. Growth and maturity has brought me from only reading God's Word to today actually studying it and hearing it and actually doing what it says. And brothers and sisters, growth and maturity has brought me a lot of places, but let's talk about where it should bring you. In one of the many books that God has inspired me to write, titled Church on Sunday, Nothing on Monday, I focus on growth and maturity and the various levels of the church by correlating it with and connecting it to and comparing it to the different levels in our very own education system. See, the world teaches us one thing, but God teaches us another. And our school systems teach us one thing, but God teaches us another. 
So I'm here today to teach you what I've been taught and how I've been trained in the area of growth and maturity. Do you remember your first day of Head Start or your first day of kindergarten? You were probably four or five years old. And if you remember your first day as a new member in a new church, you probably felt four or five years old. But these two things, kindergarten and new members class, both have a purpose in that they are designed to teach you some things that you need to know. And the only real difference is that one of them teaches you to focus on the things of this world and the other teaches you not to focus on the things of this world. So at the kindergarten level, you learn the basics. And in new members class, you also learn the basics. And here's what this lesson is about today. Once you're done with kindergarten, or once you're done with new members class, you are supposed to grow and mature to the next level. At each level, whether it's kindergarten to first grade or from new members class to working and serving in the church in other areas, you are supposed to grow from one level to the next. And the reason that we are supposed to grow and move on to the next level is because we have to make room for the next class of people that's coming behind us. And as I read earlier from the book of Hebrews, chapter 5, if we stay at the level where we are drinking milk, we are not useful to God. I said last week that as Christians, we are not supposed to hang on to titles and positions in the church year after year after year and the reason behind that is very, very simple. If someone else in the pews is called to be in the position that you're in, they can't get there. They cannot grow and mature into it because you are hanging on to it. And while you are supposed to grow and mature, educate and graduate on to the next level, which lets the next person or the next class come in behind you, you are still stuck there drinking milk, not ready to move on or too afraid to move on or comfortable enough to where you refuse to move on. And you are not only preventing and blocking the blessing of somebody else's growth, but you are actually stunting your own growth. Once you are done at one level, you are supposed to move up to the next level and many Christians in many churches around this country are never taught this. In the Gospel, after three years of training, Jesus sent the disciples out two by two so that they could go out and put their faith into action and witness the Holy Spirit using them to do the things that Jesus had taught and trained and preached to them and given them parables that he would do through them. And not five years, not ten years, not fifteen years, three years of training. They were ready, they were trained, they were educated, they were gifted, they were anointed, and they were blessed to be able to go out two by two. So 
we are supposed to follow that same example. We are supposed to take the training that we have been given and the teaching that we have been given and grow and mature to the next level so that we go out two by two and witness what the Holy Spirit does through us and then come back to the church to give a report on what we witnessed and saw the Holy Spirit do. Come back and give a report. Not come back and sit right back in the same pew that you have been grown and matured and elevated and educated and graduated out of. Not come back and sit in that same pew to hear the same message over again week after week after week after week, year after year going back to drink milk when you are already eating meat. See, many Christians sitting in the pews in churches all over the land are still sitting there waiting to be told what to do next. And they continue to sit there because sheep can't lead other sheep. The Bible says that if one blind person leads another blind person, they will both fall into the ditch. So sheep cannot lead other sheep. And there are so many pastors who are simply sheep trying to shepherd other sheep. And because the sheep does not know what to do next and does not tell the sheep what to do next, they will sit in the pews as long as they are allowed to because it's safe, it's comfortable, they don't have to do any work as long as they come to church, hear a great sermon, get entertained by the music. They don't have to do any work. They don't have to think about going out and feeding the hungry and clothing the naked, visiting the sick, ministering to prisoners. Some folks don't even want to walk up into a prison and others will deny that they even know anybody that's been to prison. But sheep cannot lead other sheep. So they will sit there in the pews in their comfort zone without ever being told that it's time to get up and take what you have learned educate and graduate, grow and mature to the next level. Sheep cannot tell other sheep what to do next. And what to do next is very simple. We simply do what Jesus did. We send them out two by two after three years of training to put their faith into action so that they don't continue to sit there year after year blocking the growth of other people and stunting their own growth by staying in their comfort zone year after year hearing another great sermon week after week and never putting it into action putting your faith into action is exactly what it takes to move forward in your growth and in your maturity to the next level and if you're a pastor watching this message and you have not told sheep that are sitting under you what to do next and what to do with all the meat that they are getting from all the sermons and all the Bible studies and all the training that you've given them year after year, week after week, year after year. If you are a pastor listening to this message and you have not told them or shown them or trained them or taught them and told them that it's time to open the gate and let them out to go and put their faith into action then you are the reason they're still sitting in front of you 5, 10, 15 years longer than they should be. I mean, what do you think all that training and Bible study and sermons growing from milk to meat is for? 
it's not for you to sit there or allow them to sit there week after week, year after year, and never grow into their own ministries and into walk into their calling and open their own churches. And you don't have to be afraid that they are leaving from under your leadership to go and start their own leadership. You don't have to be afraid of that, of losing that tithe and offering. Because God, once God sends them out, he will send you another. That's what growth and maturity is all about in the church. You have to let them go so that God can fill that seat. You have to let them go so that they become a branch unto you. Brothers and sisters, every church on the planet should be teaching a ministry class in addition to their Bible study. A ministry class teaches members that have been educated that they need to be graduated so that they can go use what they have been taught. A ministry class teaches members what to do with all that training and all those sermons and all that meat that they have gathered up at the various levels. A ministry class teaches them what to do with it. The Bible says we are to be doers of the word and not hearers only. Too many churches are full of members sitting in the pews doing nothing but hearing the word, coming back next week to hear it again, and coming back the following week to hear it again, sitting in that exact same seat week after week, doing absolutely nothing with the word that has been imparted to them and the training that has been instilled in them, and they continue to sit there week after week because sheep cannot lead other sheep. Someone has to tell them what to do next. In too many churches, that ritual goes on year after year until God sends someone into that church who is mature from age and from use to teach the pastor and the lay leaders how to grow from one level to the next. But unfortunately, if the pastor does not listen to the person that God sends him, he will reject it and the sheep will be the one who suffer. So let's look at the chart, which you'll find on page 36 to 48 of my book titled Church on Sunday, Nothing on Monday. You'll find the chart that I'm mentioning right here on page 36. So let's take a look at each one of these levels within the chart and go through them level by level so you can see how important it is to graduate, to get educated, and then to graduate from one level to the next so that your growth and maturity, you grow and mature and move on to the next level so that others that are sitting in the pews can grow and mature and move up to that level. Let's take a look at each one of these levels. At the new members level, which is just like kindergarten, new members should be given a new member packet that contains church history, info on the pastor, the leadership, mission, services, the covenant, the beliefs, the various auxiliaries, the current membership, tithing, baptism, communion, Sunday school, Bible study, vacation, Bible school, any information on weddings, funerals, dedications, the youth, the choirs, the church website, 
any newsletters, any television outreach, and the church's vision, what its needs are, uh, what kind of mission work it does, as well as the transportation if available. This is what happens, it should happen at the new members level when they join, first join a new members class. It's just like kindergarten. At the next level, once you've graduated new members class, you should be well into service in the church, participating in service in the church. And at this level, new members begin to worship and learn about worship and attend church services and participate in Bible studies. They come to prayer meetings, they show up for Sunday school. And this level is where we should learn how to worship God, how to pray, how to read the Bible, and learn what it means to walk with Christ and receive instruction on what our role is in the body of Christ. This level, service in the church, is just like elementary school. Once we've graduated into service in the church and participating in service in the church, which is just like elementary school, we should be educated and enough to be graduated on to the next level, which is serving in the church serving in the church which is just like junior high and at this level we should encourage members to start serving on internal ministries we should learn how to help fundraise do strategic planning create budgets and a brief list of internal ministries members can serve on should include the pastoral ministry the deacon ministry deaconesses trustees education ushers choir men women youth ministries they should learn about stewardship, missions, food and clothing ministry, prisons. They should be able to serve on the evangelism, cultural communications, uh, nominating committees, benevolence funds, uh, as well as participate in events, uh, the events ministry, television ministry, technology ministry, and, and any other ministries that may be needed. This is the level where they should be able to serve in the church in that capacity. And this is just like junior high. Once members have become comfortable enough serving in the church, they should be educated enough and to be graduated onto being leadership in the church, which is just like senior high. At this level, members should serve in leadership roles on the internal ministries. They are the chairpersons. They should be the teachers on adult, of adult Sunday school. They should be the superintendents of education, the deacon chairpersons, the head deaconess, the chair of the trustees and by now members should have grown enough to be in the leadership capacity within the church and should be trusted enough to carry out those duties effectively members should be prepared for graduating to the next level which is serving outside the church in the ministry and once a member has effectively and successfully served as leadership in the church they should only be doing so for a, a length of time a set period of time such as two years or three years so that they don't stunt the growth of somebody else sitting in the pews called into that position and they don't block their own blessings of growing and maturing to the next level uh, and the, le the next level and the next level is serving outside the church which is after graduation after senior high 
serving outside the church. This is what ministry work is all about and the reason that I wrote this book. This is where you take all the training you've received in Sunday school, church, and Bible study and apply it throughout the week. It is taken directly from Matthew 25, verses 31 to 46, specifically verses 35 and 36, and it includes feeding the hungry, clothing the naked, visiting the sick, ministering to prisoners, and accommodating strangers. Taking care of widows and spending time with orphans comes later in the book of James, but all of these are what Jesus said is a must for us to get to heaven. He didn't say you had to do them all, he said you had to do one of them and make it your own so that you will have it in your heart to be a servant rather than being selfish. Brothers and sisters, growth and maturity takes place when we take the right path to get there. If we walk the wrong path or we attempt to do it the wrong way, God will keep putting us back at the beginning until we learn the lesson, receive his message, and grow and mature to the point to where we walk that right path. In the book of John, chapter 14, verse 6, Jesus says that I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. And Jesus it's incredible because the word is so vibrant and it's so valid and it's so victorious that it can help you learn and it can feed you and all you have to do is read it and feed on it and eat it and study it so that you can begin to hear it and it can begin to work on the inside of you to grow and mature you from one level to the next. Jesus planted his church well over 2,000 years ago and he gave us, left us a protocol for which to follow. But Jesus did not plant his church first. He got baptized in water first, then baptized with the Holy Spirit, and then he grew and matured to the next level. He started feeding thousands and then he grew and matured to the next level where he started ministering to thousands and then he grew and matured to the next level where he fasted 40 days and 40 nights and then he grew and matured to the next level Jesus gave us the example on how to grow and mature from one level to the next and each and every single time he grew the Holy Spirit got stronger and stronger and stronger in his life and he was ready and trained and girded up enough to where he was ready to train others. He didn't just start training others from day one. He was ready to train others who then he sent out as branches. He is the vine. He sent out many branches unto himself. And that's exactly what we as pastors and as Christians and as leaders should be doing. We should be following the example of Jesus Christ himself, who is divine, and we are a branch, and we are supposed to be training and sending out other branches under us and unto us. Jesus established his church 
and establish the protocol. And that protocol is very, very simple. We are to be his workers. We are to carry his message. We are to carry on his ministry until he returns to harvest the church that he established by rapturing the saints. And the work that we must do within that protocol and within that framework, within the structure that Jesus himself established, is detailed step by step in the book of Matthew, chapter 25, verses 31 to 46, but specifically verses 35 and 36. And I spend a lot of time focused on this particular subject, growth and maturity in the church and in the ministry, and I've written books on the various aspects of it because it is so vital to our growth as men and women of God. Brothers and sisters, we can praise God all we want. Cry, sing, jump, shout, run up and down the aisles, even speak in tongues. And we can express our faith as many times and as much as we want. But until and unless we take that faith and put it into action the way that Jesus himself says we should, he says our faith, all that singing, crying, praising, shouting, speaking in tongues, jumping up and down, running up and down the aisle, he said our faith is dead. Brothers and sisters, faith without works is dead. Faith without works is dead. Faith without works is dead. And the work is very simple. Feed the hungry, clothe the naked, visit the sick, minister to prisoners, accommodate strangers. Let me add two more because he added them in the book of James. Take care of widows, spend time with orphans. The work is very, very simple. So my question to you is very simple. Now that you know the work that is required of you to grow and mature to the next level, what are you going to do? To download a full copy of this chart from my book, Church on Sunday, Nothing on Monday, I'll give you pages 36 all the way to 48. It explains step by step in detail what to do with this chart, how to read it, what goes on at the various levels while you're reading it, and then each and every single page after that details what you should be doing as a man and woman of God in the church and in the ministry with the information that's contained in this book and the information that's contained in Matthew 25, 35 to 46. You have to move on it. It's not going to just, it'll sit there, but it's not going to do you any good if you don't move on it. Again, faith without works dead. So you have to get up. You have to do get out of the pews. You have to leave that comfort zone. You have to grow and mature to the next level and this is one of the ways to do it. Again, I'm Pastor Keith. Thanks for watching another episode of A Pastor's Passion. May God bless you and may he keep you today and always. In Jesus' name, amen.